Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Daniel Mangana and soon-to-be Alex King. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today, and uh, we are expanding. We are streaming live to more and more places. Today, we're also going to Dan's Dream with Dan group on Facebook, in addition to the LOA Today page and to the Build Self Love group. And uh, we're going to be adding in the Spirituality Gone Wild page starting, I believe, next week. So this is... Yeah, this is starting to get to be real. It's getting to be very, very real. And, and I'm loving it. It's good. Um, I've been building some bridges with Debbie and uh, Debbie Garcia, Debbie G. And we're, we're going to be doing some more and more stuff. So, yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff all around. How you doing, Dan? You're looking good. You're looking happy today. Do you know what? Um, I've, been, I've been getting more sleep because I just uh-huh. had eaten a couple of times. So I had undisturbed sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice when you're, when you're a parent of a newborn. Yeah. That's good. How, how old is he now? He's three and a half months now. Three and a half months. Yeah. Okay. So, well, you're getting closer to the point where you're going to get more sleep. So that's good. That's yeah. Good. But he's, the thing is, it's like, it's not that he's up all night crying. Like, right, he right. Up, he's like, hey, can I have a bite to eat? You give him a bite yeah. to eat. And then he conks back to sleep. Yeah, so it's it. quick. That's good. Yeah, That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, while we're waiting for our friend Alex to jump in, I, I wanted to let you know that, uh, and some of our listeners already know, um, my wife Louise has been dealing with that thyroid issue for the last two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And there has been progress. Well, First of all, I, I'll give a little background. About a year into it, her endocrinologist told us that, uh, well, first of all, he said, at the very beginning, he said, there's a good chance you're going to be on this medication and maybe even need surgery um, at some point in time. There's like a 10% chance we can get you off, but it's like, the, odds, the odds are against you. And then about a year into it, he says, no, I can just tell from where we are right now, you're never going to be off the medication you're going to have to seriously consider getting surgery or getting it chemically burned out or something like that and each time he said this we would listen to him very politely and then we'd leave the office look at each other and say no way that's not happening <laughs> um and we were going to show him right well about uh oh i'd say nine months ago something like that he started decreasing the dosage because uh, she was actually reacting as if she were hypo rather than hyper um thyroid and kept decreasing it until around December, we got down to around the minimum dosage. Mm-hmm. And then in January, his office calls and says, we need you to go every other day at minimum dosage. And we want you to do that for six weeks. And then at the end of six weeks, let's try going off for a couple of weeks to get some blood tests and see how you're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, that period, that six weeks plus two weeks ended about a week ago. She got the blood test. And on Tuesday, she got the phone call from the endocrinologist's office saying, you can stay off the, the medication for the next three months. We'll do another blood test to make sure you're good. But she did it. Conscious creation. And, and she wasn't oh. doing any of the stuff that you read about online. She wasn't doing a special diet or anything like that. She was just doing it based on feeling good and focusing her attention on, on stuff that felt good. And um, oh, and there's, there's a secondary story that goes along with it, too. And this one I told on Monday. Um, this was, uh, just the day before we got the word from the doctor, she woke up that day and she was, she was feeling kind of off kilter, which was very similar to the symptoms she had when they first kind of came on two and a half years ago. And, and it was even kind of a little bit similar to when she was experiencing, 
experiencing AFib because she's also had some AFib stuff, atrial fibrillation. And yet we, we used, I don't know if you knew this, there are apps you can get that'll check pulse and, and um, yeah. all that kind of thing, blood pressure. I mean, so we're, we're, we're using those things and it doesn't look, I mean, it's obviously it's not as good as having an actual EKG hooked in, but, yeah, but you, can, um, you can get the basics at least. Yeah, you get an idea of it. And it, it was pretty clear to us. She probably wasn't in AFib. Her pulse was up. It was definitely up. It was up to around in, in the high 80s, low 90s, which is definitely on the high side. But it was pretty steady. And so we figured, well, it's probably not AFib. And she was feeling um, some pain in the neck area near where the thyroid was. And she was feeling pain in her head. And, and she just wasn't feeling good. So she said to me, can you do some of your magic? Now, that's actually a code for us. The code means about... Oh God, I don't know. Five or six years ago, something like that, maybe more. Somehow she got a hold of a page out of a Reiki manual. Oh, here comes our friend Alice. We'll, we'll get her logged in here too. She, she found a, a Reiki manual and oh, I got to go to the other thing so that I don't freak you guys out. So <laughs> she found this page out of a Reiki manual. And in that Reiki manual, it was the, the page that we had had a description for how you clear energy in the body that's causing issues. And I kind of learned how to apply it. And frankly, I was just oh, okay. kind of going by rote. I didn't really know how to do it, but I was just doing it. And it seems to work. I mean, anytime she had like a migraine headache or whatever, I would do it. And by the next morning, she would go to sleep. The next morning, she was fine, you know. So, okay, there's something to it. Well, this is a little bit more definite because now she's got, you know, the elevated heart rate. And, you know, she's definitely feeling like the old thyroid issues might have kicked back in. So this was a little bit more serious. but. You know, it's not like she was in It's not like she was in an emergency situation. So we figured, okay, let's give it a try again. So we try it again, and two things happened. First of all, I mean, norm, I, I can now feel the energy anywhere on the body with my left hand, with my the palm of my left hand. I can really feel it's quite quite tangible now, and it was really strong in three places: at the neck, at the head, and curiously at the shoulder. Never really figured out why that was. And I'm sweeping it away, and it's like getting all over my my arms and my hands. I could feel it crawling up my arms and like rubbing off all this, this excess energy that didn't feel good and so forth. And I'm going at it and going at it and helping her, you know, scooping it off of her and so forth. Finally got it to the point where it was like 80 to 90% gone, but I couldn't get rid of it entirely. So I said, well, you know, you're, you're, you're going to take a nap anyway, take a nap, see how you feel. She wakes up an hour later, it's gone. All of her symptoms are gone. Her pulse is back down into the sixties, everything. I mean, Energy work is pretty cool stuff, is what I'm saying. That's so, you're a, you're a Reiki worker now. I've never taken a Reiki course in my life. I this is one page out of a Reiki manual that we probably weren't even supposed to have because they like to keep all that close to the chest. I just took what was on this one page, applied it, and I'm getting results out of it. So you're a ninja Reiki. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I am a, on the first try. Look at you go. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not a Reiki master. I, I'm, I'm a Reiki what? <laughs> That's what I am. <laughs> Reiki what? <laughs> <laughs> well, but what, yeah, what is, what is master? I mean, my friend of mine is a is a Reiki master. They're like a Reiki master master. Well, they take level, courses. Level you know, they, I'm, yeah. I've taken yeah, a few classes. I had my Reiki one. Do you have Reiki one? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you got more I than like, I have. I feel like the the Reiki less one here. Like I feel like out of the Reiki <laughs> gang. Reiki gang. I like I'm in the Reiki gang. 
I feel hey. <laughs> The way I got it was by by stealing a page out of a Reiki manual and reading the page. I mean, that's how much experience I got. You know, it's like one of those kung fu movies where someone gets the, the ancient, the, the secret scroll and learns. <laughs> right. Did that happen in Crouch and Tiger, Hidden Dragon? That the whole thing was that the lady was stealing the scrolls and learning the secret Wu Dun kung fu. True. Right. Yeah. No, it is what it feels like. But anyway, I, I, and now I think I was. Okay, I can't. Can't guarantee I'll answer to that, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> Alex, I was just telling Daniel that uh, Louise is now officially off her medication for thyroid. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Despite the fact that the doctor's been telling us for uh, almost two years now, there's no way it was going to happen. <laughs> Guess what? It happened. So, yeah, she's pretty psyched. She's pretty. We, we, we went out to have dinner. That's how good it was, you know. So, well, tell yeah. her I said congratulations again. Thank you. I will do that. And and speaking of health, how how's your health doing? Are you continuing to improve? I hope. Yep, I'm improving. Good. Feeling much better. Able to do more stuff. Are you able to lift more than five pounds or whatever it was? Still haven't gotten off the restrictions yet, but I'm doing um, my best. <laughs> okay. All laundry right. With one arm is is challenging. Yeah. Are you sure <laughs> holding up laundry? It sounds like it might be a bit too expensive. <laughs> Well, I take one item of clothes at a time, and I fold it, and I put it away, and then I come back to the pile. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. All right. Well, next time, before I do laundry, I'll check in with you. No, just don't do it. It's like Oh, all right. Cool. <laughs> Can I have a doctor's note? Because no one in this house is going to believe me. Well, in this case, you need a Dan's note. Can I get a Dan's note? <laughs> Sign so delivered. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's amazing. I was also I was also telling Daniel that uh, we're doing more and more with Debbie G and her spirituality gone wild um, operation, and we're going to be bringing that into our live stream starting next week. So we're getting some expansion sorry, that way. Uh, Debbie G is. Uh, the new Friday co-host. She's also okay. a friend of Daniel's. Um, she is one of the uh, early, uh, earliest um, graduates of the Taya boot camp that David Strickler runs. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, she's an amazing uh, person and has an amazing backstory because she was in pretty serious financial difficulty a, a few years back, went through the Taya boot camp and made a huge, huge turnaround in her life. And, and she's got this, I, I was just in the last couple of days getting a real handle from talking to her about just how big her operation is. She's got, Daniel, she's got some pretty serious stuff going on there, you know? I mean, yeah. really serious stuff. I mean, she's tapped into a couple of organizations that, from what she's telling me, and I believe her because she seems to be a pretty honest person in the time I've gotten to know her, they're tapping into millions of people. I mean, yeah. they got a, they got a big audience. You, 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 unify, I think was the unify. One yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Hey, we, we, and, but she's an amazing person doing great stuff in the world. So she's well deserved as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Yeah. But we're going to be tapping into that. We're going to, um, we're actually, I've, I've taken out some paid, paid advertising through that. So I'm going to try to draw some listeners over to us. So it's kind of exciting stuff going on right now. Cool. 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 I wanted to bring up the topic of money again because we have that Death Daniel's wheelhouse, and we I keep thinking you know he needs a break, so that's why we 
don't go there every week, but I think it's time to get the the money muscles going again. So, <laughs> um, and I, I I don't really want to go into any you know really deep issue or anything like that. I just want to kind of go back a little bit to basics, not basics so much, but just some of some of the principles that are involved because. As Debbie and I were talking, we were kind of comparing notes on what she went through, and I've been through some stuff myself. And, you know, there's always various things that you see people describing that they're going through online and so forth where money is concerned. So I, I just want to kind of touch on a few of those things, Daniel, and get your input on a few of them. One of the those basic ideas is, and you you outline it beautifully in your ebook, The Money Game, um, which, of course, is part of the LOA Today app. Um is the idea of building out your believability. I, I think it's probably the the biggest challenge that people have. Um, I can say that from personal experience uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to to trying to manifest, when it's trying to trying to get the money in, because it's so easy to get into that place of oh, geez, I don't really know if this is working. You know, I'm just spinning my wheels here and so forth. Um, so let's let, well, let's just start with that. What give, give us just like you know ten seconds on how we build believability. You want Dan to do ten seconds? Well, I can. I, I can do. I can do a little. Challenge bit. accepted. <laughs> He's getting warmed up. <laughs> when, when, I love when it. When does the clock start? Oh, I've got a clock here. Well, let me let me wait for it to to get to um the top of the oh to the yeah. top of the minute. Okay, yeah. All right. So five, four, three, two, one. Okay. We build believability by honoring how the mind develops believability in the first place which is by consistent inputs that match that narrative. God, he did it in exactly nine and a half seconds. I mean, that's, that's good. Whoa. <laughs> you, you throw a challenge down and man, he just picks it right up. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was hot. Okay. Um, now let's see if we dissect what he said, because that was bad. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, yeah, it, it, it comes down to the believability. It also comes down to a practical believability. And, and I mean, I love the concept that you laid out there, but practically people, and I'll speak from my own experience, you get to a point where you say, okay, yeah, I'm doing all the work. I know this stuff is going to work. Why, why, why don't I believe this is going to work right now? I, and, and I've asked myself that question on numerous occasions in the past, particularly in like five or six years ago when things were really, really, rough for us. I kept asking myself, okay, yeah, this law of attraction stuff works. Why am I having so much trouble believing? Why do I have so much trouble with that? That was the question I asked a lot. We don't have trouble believing. It's that there's not enough evidence to support it. The mind isn't like barricaded in saying, I'm holding this belief. I'm not going to (laughs) change. It doesn't do that. It just looks at like people will introduce a new belief maybe during their meditation or during their morning practice, then spend the rest of the day in an environment that completely supports the old belief. So the mind's like, oh, these inputs will look like the old story. I guess that was a a blip. It looks like an anomaly versus, okay, I've set up my day with this new narrative that I'm, I'm working in. Every available opportunity, I've gone back to that narrative. I've curated my environment to support that narrative. And then over time, allow it to settle in. Because the mind's always looking for, for, I use the analogy of um, like having the archives. So like there's the archive system and then Bob's like ready to sign off on something going out. And he says, Dave, 
we've got another request here. What's happening with the archives? And then Dave runs around the archives and looks. We've got a negative bias, mate. All right, this one ain't making it through. <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> then one time Bob would be like, Dave, what's happening? Dave, we, we, Bob, we've got a bit of a 50-50, yeah? Let him have half and see what happens. All right, all right. <laughs> and then maybe, maybe we get like a synchronicity, right? Mm. Or we get like half of it. Maybe we get like the text back, but not the call. Or we have a win, but it's only a dollar and not a hundred dollars. And then based on how we respond, our response then either reinforces the belief or creates a new one. So when I invite people to, for example, celebrate, when someone goes to play the money game, they go out to get $10, they keep getting pennies. And I say the mind doesn't understand the difference between penny and dollar, it just sees win. So when you just celebrate it as a win, when Dave's running around the archives, he goes, Bob, looks like we've got a winner here. When they say they're gonna get something, well, they get it and the vibrational flow is really good. All right, Dave, we'll have it a sign off. And then you go and play again and then it, it, com it comes in. So if you just imagine that Dave is running around the archives of your mind, looking at the ex your responses to what's been happening. Those are the inputs. And Dave's looking at seeing, well, is this a person whose narrative is being supported to be this? Or is it being supported to be that? Because ultimately it's going to be honored without any opinion, without any objections. It's just gonna honor what's going on in those archives. And those archives are always being informed by way of disruption or reinforcement based on how we're showing up. That's a nice analogy. I like the way you you, you, you took a, a, an imaginary real world pair of persons and, and turned them into <laughs> a way of explaining. That's really good, I like that. <laughs> I felt like an inside out for a second. <laughs> really yeah, yeah, very similar. Instead of uh, evoking emotions, we're evoking monetary relations. But hey, it, you know, it's still from the inside. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not joy. It's, it's Bob and Dave. <laughs> yeah, Bob and Dave, who are responding to what's going on with joy in April. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, mm. yeah. So okay, that's cool. I like that. Um, and. Uh, by the way, I, I'm, I'm also using this conversation as a way to invite people who have perhaps been lurking in the background as listeners and wanting to ask monetary questions, but we haven't really done anything with money lately. I'm trying to encourage them to send that in. So, you know, use the LOA Today app for that. Send in questions. Um, if you're listening to the live stream, by all means, you know, send in a, uh, put a question into the comments section for which cha whichever channel you are currently listening on. Um, but for, for future reference, you know, start sending in the questions for this too. We've been getting a lot of questions about relationships, a lot of questions about, um, some questions about health, various questions about careers and, um, some nice, really, really nice emails over the last couple of months from people who were making strides in all, all three, four or five areas of the major areas. Remember the one, Daniel, the, the lady from Scandinavia? I mean, she, she fixed her, her uh, weight issues. She got a new job. Is, is she got a new boyfriend. You weren't supposed to name. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> she was really nice about it later on. But yeah, that was a little. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> well, Alex, what happened was she oh, gave no, us this really. What happened? Did I tell you this one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she. It was a wonderful email, and then at the end, she says, "Please don't use my name." I was like, oh, please. <laughs> that should be what you start off with. <laughs> that's right. 
<laughs> and listeners have been listening to that, by the way, because since then, when somebody didn't want to have their name listed, they've been putting it right at the top where I can see <laughs> Please make me anonymous. so i definitely appreciate that but yeah i mean that's a really great example of somebody who was finding ways to make all kinds of changes and i love the phrase that she kept using over and over again in that email she said it was all effortless there was no effort in any of it which means that she wasn't stressing, she wasn't keeping score, she wasn't, you know, constantly challenging her own belief system. She was just going with it. She was just going with it. And everything worked out for her. Um, kind of reminds me of something. I, I did a little test in one of the, a couple of the Facebook groups about two weeks ago. I, I put a little very simple post in, what's your favorite affirmation? Got a bunch of responses. The number one response that I got was everything always works out for me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I think about when I think about her email in particular. Everything was working out for her, everything in her life. I mean, she, she lost the weight. She got the job. She got the guy. You know, she, they were getting ready to move into the house of their dreams. And it all happened in one year. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, really fabulous. Now, she she was actually crediting us for that. I credit it right back to her because she was the one who actually made the change and did the work. But it was nice to be able to be a part of it. That was a good thing. So not sure why I brought that one up, but it was good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. It was because I was encouraging people to use the app to send in questions. That's what it was. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, So anyway, getting back to uh, financial stuff and and money issues. Let's actually turn it over to careers. There, There are a lot of people these days who are dealing with unemployment or not finding the career that they, the, the jobs that they're looking for a lot of problems with kids coming out of college, not having jobs available to them in their chosen field and so forth. Mm-hmm. That's become a big issue for a lot of people. Now it's obviously vibrationally, it's not a whole lot different from the money game, but you know, it's a little bit different just because it's about pursuing a career path, not just about bringing money in. Um, mm-hmm. Do you recommend Daniel, do you recommend anything a little bit different um, when dealing with uh the whole thing from a career perspective, or do you see it just as another way of you know, spreading your money edge? Well, when when I'm speaking to people about career, and this is one of the reasons why we actually cover this in um, in the Money Game book, looking at these different uh, representations of things that we're, we're wanting to create. Ultimately, the universe doesn't say, "Oh, well, you're creating a relationship now, so here's a completely different rule book." Or, you know, right. going for a job. Well, this is this is a rule book number seven. For this one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, like you're creating, you're creating. And I think one of the reasons why we sometimes end up having these shortfalls in what we're creating is because we're we're looking for this different path when it's no, just how you create is how you create. So you know, coming into the microcosm then of financial situations, whether it's manifesting money to do something have an experience manifesting money in the form of a job all that we're doing is we're saying with specific could we generally speaking we don't want a job for the job itself we generally want the job because the job is a means of having income in order to right. not live on the streets right so what we're saying is is hey i'm looking for some stable income in the form of employment <laughs> okay so i'm just offering some direction on the path that I'd like the money to, to come to me. So it's exactly the same thing. We're still looking at what's my intention. 
what's my vibrational flow what's my thought quality and what are my habits and behaviors in relationship to this um to this intention this manifestation that i want to see so it is ultimately the same it's the same rule book we're just instead of saying hey i want money it's like hey I, i'd like a job that gives me xyz income so that i can take care of what i need to take care of well also i mean i use the word career specifically because Many people, they're, they're studying for the career, not just for the money. They're also pursuing it because it's something that they love. Yes, bless you. It's something that they're really passionate about. Hopefully, I mean, uh, these days it seems like a lot of people are just pursuing the money, but there are still some people who are actually pursuing, mm-hmm. you know, what they're going to do with the career path. In fact, mm-hmm. that same email that I, that I referenced a moment ago, she, one of the things she loved about the new job was that she was doing something she loved doing. It was, it was, I don't remember that she described what the project was, but she was working on a project that she was, she said it was absolutely made for me. She was enjoying mm-hmm. it so much. So the enjoyment side, I think is, is almost equally important to perhaps even more mm-hmm. important than, you know, how much money is coming out of it. Yeah. I mean, personally, I, I, I don't really understand the whole concept of not doing something that you want to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> But I, I've spent my entire life working for myself. I've only had two jobs and I haven't, I haven't been an employee for more than a year in my entire mm-hmm. life. I haven't spent more than a year of my life as, as, as an employee or something crazy like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've got summer, uh, did some volunteer work that was a job. Technically, you know, we, we can put, put some time on that. Maybe it's a year. 14 months, but the rest of the time I've been sort of making my own way. Um, the, the main job that I had because I needed a job, I was building my business up at the same time. So it was a means to an end versus, you know, the right. career basis. Now, yeah. When we come back to this whole thing of, of living a life of choice or on our own terms, that really includes what I do with most of my time, whether that's a career, um, just you know, what I do as a, a primary function of my life, whether it's caring for children, studying Olga for example she does a lot of what she does with her time is like learning new stuff she's like doing courses and doing personal development and then being a mom that's what she 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 gets to do for me my real businesses like my businesses that are like businessy I maybe spend a couple of hours a week and then you know the thing that takes up most of my time is what I do with Dreamer HQ right but that's because I I want to do it if I woke up and decided I didn't want to do it anymore I, I I wouldn't do it so I'm with you fully on this whole idea of a career should be something that we love. But for most people, they haven't got sufficient dominion over the life that they live in order to do that. They're still a slave to circumstance, ergo they're mm-hmm. a wage slave because they don't, they're not resourced to go out and create a reality that doesn't demand of them that they're waiting on a paycheck. Or have paycheck. you ever been in that place, Alex, where like, like he describes that uh, you're not really looking for something that you're, you know, you're passionate about, you're just looking for that paycheck because you really need that paycheck. I, I suspect that's not something that you've been in lately, but I'm wondering if you ever were in that spot. No, I've always done, done what I wanted to do. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, had, I've had backup jobs where like to support my main income, whereas like where I was waiting for my comedy career to take off, you know, mm. you still got to pay those bills. So, but I was doing it as a hairdresser. So I wasn't like doing anything that I didn't already love. Right, because you, you enjoy doing video, the I don't understand something. that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's, I think it's a difference. I can't say a difference. Initially, because what I wanted to do 
was a trade. Something you can go right into after high school. Mm -hmm. Whereas why is that? Why is that different though? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it's, it's like people either go to college, do nothing or, or go to work or go to a trade school where they, where they can learn a trade and then continue their career from there. So I feel like with that, it's like, you're doing more school, you're kind of going to college, but you're learning something that you want to do later on in life. Okay, that's fair. It's more of a clearer path, I would say. Um, Jeffrey's actually jumping into the conversation, so I'm going to pop his question up on the screen for you guys to see. He says, do you ever use everyday objects as positive reinforcements for thinking about money? For example, every time I see a picnic table, I see myself counting a large amount of money at it, which is a great (laughs) use for a picnic table image, I have to say. But, uh, <laughs> what do you guys think? No, I I have not thought about doing that, but I think I will from now on. I use physical anchors a lot. Mm-hmm. Again, it's just reinforcing that you know, giving Dave more stuff to pull out from the archives that supports what I want. You're right. Mm. Yeah, I got to keep Dave working. I mean, if Dave is unemployed, you're in trouble. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep Dave at the job. And he loves it. So, you know, <laughs> that's what he lives for. Yeah. I agree. That's, that's um, my thing. I, I like the idea of, of coming up with an object like that, such as a picnic table. And I don't know if Jeffrey did that deliberately or if that just kind of started to happen. But you know, well, it's associating like, a picnic table with what you want. What? It's kind of like those people that are like, oh, if, such and, if I see such and such, that's a sign. It's kind of like that. But like more productive, <laughs> more productive, yeah, <laughs> less destructive in some cases. <laughs> yeah, from my perspective, that's the the biggest challenge. And what I think I see more people do than anything else, it's not so much that they aren't productive; it's that they spend so much stuff, so much time on stuff that's destructive mm-hmm. that you know, basically tears their own mental fabric apart. Mm. I mean. They'll, and I've had conversations with people where I'll, one way or another, I'll find a way of voicing that and they'll always say, Oh, no, 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 it's not affecting me that way. And I'll, then I'll look at the results and I'll say, Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, if you insist. <laughs> I have a question about the money game. What's that? Does for your income count? For me or for does, your, does your income what? Does your income count? Like as far as edging and all that stuff goes. <laughs> Damn, giving us a look. <laughs> so that was that was a thing for you to join one of the videos platforms. All right, guys. Bob and Dave want to be a part of your life. So like YouTube. Um so this is the thing. Ultimately the whole purpose of the money game is so that you have more money flow. Mm-hmm. Right? So I use the money game. In, in in my business, that's mm-hmm. why businesses make hundreds of thousands of dollars because I I use the principles in the money game in client acquisition, even in the ideas, the idea mm-hmm. space for what we actually create and generating clients, generating leads, same principles. But I invite people at the beginning to use manifestation, right? Um, because by using m- manifestation it's more likely 
that when you then go back to have, you know, have a chat with, with Bob and Dave, that they're going to be like, oh, not only did Alex set out to create something and create it, she set out and created something. She didn't even have to do anything. Mm-hmm. So then when you go, for example, so when I go in and do um, do a, a presentation or a podcast or a, a sales call, for example, or a proposal to a, a new potential client for my consulting business, mm-hmm. the resistance is so low that it's not going to not come to me because I've got resistance to receiving because I receive even if I don't do anything, it's just going to be a lack of alignment. So I can actually celebrate if something doesn't go through because I know something even better is coming or they're just not aligned versus mm-hmm. Dave says, no, he don't, he don't receive money, Bob, you know, just give him the reality option, pick out the quantum potential where, where they say no, or maybe don't even reply because he's got really low self-esteem down here. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. I can't. <laughs> So, so to start off with, I encourage people to play the game as the game, like look for something that you weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. And then you can start to integrate the same principles into your career, into your business to generate like consistent and repeatable income. Yeah, I, th- I think that unexpected part is probably the best part of the game. It's the yeah. part that makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think without that, it gets kind of mundane, but, but when you, when you're looking for that unexpected thing to happen and then the unexpected thing does happen, it's like, Ooh, I didn't mm-hmm. expect that. That was good. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, if, if all you're looking for is for the next paycheck to come in, it's like, uh, well, yeah, there it is. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. really. It, 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 like when we talk about, you know, when the stream's talking about vibrational flow, for example, we're talking about our capacity to hold a certain frequency, right? And mm-hmm. when we're practicing being elevated because of the surprise energy, which is really expansive, then when we're even going to more predictable income, like the resistance isn't there. It's like, dude, you, you know, I do magic, right? You know, I'm a Reiki ninja. <laughs> this is who I am. Yeah. Like this proposal is going to be this or better. Now I will say that there is benefit in recognizing that the mundane stuff is also manifested. Yeah, I think we tend to get into a mindset sometimes. People tend to get to a mindset uh, that says, "Well, if it's not, if it's not a surprise, if it's not magical, if it's not you know completely out of the the norm that I normally see in reality, then it's not really manifesting." And that's not true. I mean, I, I think it's important right. for us to recognize all of it is a manifestation. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'll just actually you know take a little inventory and remind myself all of the stuff that's going on in my life. I manifested it. Mm-hmm. which can be both energizing and debilitating at the same time, depending on whether it's something I wanted or didn't, didn't want. Did I manifest something I didn't want? Oh, well, okay, that one's on me. <laughs> but, um, but most of the time, it's good. Most of the time, it's a good activity, I find, mm-hmm. to just kind of take that inventory and just remind myself, wow, I'm a really good manifester. Mm-hmm. You know, I just need to, to tune it a little bit. Because that's all you're doing with the money game, right? I mean, you're, you're basically tuning the expectation. All you're doing is you're, you're spinning around and you're saying, hang on, um, hang, hang on a minute. <laughs> what do I think is actually going on here? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And then when I do that, I'm actually spinning around and I'm saying, oh, what I think is going on here is that I'm cr- creating my own re- reality. Oh, okay. Create my own reality. And that becomes the new norm. We're, we're talking about establishing new norms, I think. 
Mm, yes. And those new norms become then things that we don't have to go out and start digging around. And so, for example, the game that Jeffrey's playing, he's going in and creating this new norm around this idea that he could look at something mundane and something magical is happening with it. Yeah. Sooner or yeah. later, if that is maintained consistently, the mental narrative, the expectation which actually precedes all manifestation, will start to be, oh, miracles are happening in most mundane places. So again, when Bob has the trigger and shouts down to Dave, Dave's saying, oh, oh, Jeff, he's, a, he's well magic, he is. Yeah, sign <laughs> it off, Bob. Sign it off. <laughs> well, there you have it. It's great. We even get accents. I mean, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Full spectrum characters. I like it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, I don't even barely know Bob and Dave yet, and yet I feel like I've known them forever just because of the accents. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to meet their whole family. What are they having for dinner? I want the whole, the whole enchilada. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool cats, I can tell you. Pretty cool cats. <laughs> I can they tell. Cool. They seem cool. Mm-hmm. Let's also look at what happens as that edge expands. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I've been, because I've been playing the money game. I'm, I finished the, the first phase. I'm in the second phase. Um, mm-hmm. and I, after those first five steps of the first phase, I am beginning to recognize, first of all, the benefit of, I'm, I'm experiencing in terms of feeling that benefit of, oh yeah, my belief is increasing. My, my confidence is increasing. And, and that's a cool mm-hmm. thing. But is there uh, is there anything else besides that that confidence that we're building there? Is it just about confidence building, or is it about more than that? Well, confidence building allows the landscape for what you want to come in, right? So we're we're looking at what the landscape is. Um, without that confidence, without that capacity to receive the possibility of something, then we're all we're, we're probably going to keep falling short, you know. So. Mm. When I, when I'm speaking to, to people who, for example, are really super duper confident, like they, they believe like, yes, I believe, but they don't have the vibrational flow to support that belief. Yeah. This is where the, and this is where, you know, that the flow funnel and the work I do with that is so powerful because it's looking at the whole thing holistically. The people that spend so much time working on the, I'm doing some more mindset stuff, bro. You know, I went to a, I went to a mastermind, mastermind, you know, you know, New York. Great, great mastermind, young mindset <laughs> on, on fleet, bro. You know the master, you know mindset's on fleet, bro. You know, fleet first class. You know. got, got to live my future self. But you're not on a credit card. You've got no habits and behaviors to support actually meeting that level of abundance that you're mindsetting for. And ultimately, you feel unworthy, and you're really doing this whole thing because you're trying to prove daddy wrong. Like that's a mismatch. Mm. it's a mismatch it one piece of it isn't gonna it's like oh you know oh, i've been cleaning my aura every morning for the last 60 days <laughs> this, this cleaning my aura. Oh, this, no. this, i've been doing you know this great kundalini you know i've been yeah i found it on you know on rama rama tv you know i've been doing it every <laughs> not mr beat you know i'm just i'm just doing my my thing you know prosperity you know honey 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 it's coming in you know but <laughs> But you've got, but you've got a glass ceiling, right? You've got a glass ceiling. <laughs> you've got a glass ceiling that says that, like, in your mind, there is no capacity for your mind to even conceive that you're going to do anything more than the money that you make now. So all your huddy huddy huds go into puddy puddy puddy. It's like not going anywhere, right? Um, 
So it's, it's all of these things. It's all of these things, all of them. Confidence, yes, great thought quality, but if it's not supported by vibrational flow and habits and behaviors align with the specific intention, you're just an arrogant twat that's not going anywhere. And I can say that because yeah. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> so confident, yeah. but then you don't know what you're doing. And then everything goes to poop. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so let's tie in that other factor because you just kind of touched on it there, the action factor. First of all, when do you take the action? Because a lot of people, I think, kind of jumped the gun and started taking action immediately out of the gate before they've done any, any of the other work. And secondly, how once you're taking the action, do you put constraints on it in some way in order to keep yourself blind? I mean, how, how do you look at the action piece when you're applying it in your own life? I look at it on the basis of this. What's actually taking me closer now? Okay. Right? Because an action only becomes useful if it's done in a, a useful time. Right? Right. Me saying, I'm going to be productive. I'm going to go and put this check at the bank and going there at nine o'clock after the bank is closed is a bit stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work too well. <laughs> like, I'm going to give the best speech ever and going a day late. Like, right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so we've got to look at where that action is adding or moving me closer towards my outcome and where that's happening in alignment with everything else being in sync to. So am I acting and- from a place of expansion, love over fear, or am I acting from fear? Well, I better get this check to the bank, otherwise ABCD. Mm-hmm. I better go and deliver this presentation because if not, or I'm running away from something rather than moving towards something. Right. And then also our actions have to match our beliefs. And this is one of the the early concepts I used to put out, you know, some earlier Danism is that, that ultimately, if you're doing everything right, nothing's going wrong. But whether or not something is the right action or not depends completely on your belief systems around it. So mm-hmm. the analogy that I love to use is um, I believe that I can have $100,000. I normally say a million, but I'm going to make it a bit more realistic. I believe I can have $100,000. I do not believe that fairies are going to materialize from my Chelsea boot over there and deliver a bucket of $100,000 here. Mm. I do believe if I go out there and exchange value with others, I can create it, go and take it from the bank and pop it on the desk. So when my belief system, when my story, my narrative, the program I'm operating on says that the way that it's it, the, the way that I believe for it to come to me is me going out and creating value and then coming and putting it on the desk. Anything other than that is useless right now, not forever, but it's useless right now. So there are people, for example, that don't believe in cryptocurrency, and yet they mm-hmm. think, "Oh, I, I better not miss the Fed. I better not miss the." Yeah. And those are the people that buy it just before there's a drop, and there's, oh, I, knew, right. I knew it didn't. I knew it wouldn't work. I knew it was a scam. There were the people that you know lost 85% of their Bitcoin in 2017 right. or 18 or whatever it, when it, when it tanked. Damn. Right. So like know yourself, you have, you have to know yourself and what your beliefs are and then operate in alignment with that from a place of expansion and with intentionality. Mm. It reminds me of what, uh, that, uh, that listener from Scandinavia wrote, how it was all effortless to me, that mm-hmm. effortless place is the place where it really feels good. I mean, I've, mm-hmm. I've learned, um, particularly in the last few years to pay attention to how does 
X action, whatever that next action is that I'm considering, how does it feel? Like, for instance, uh, I've been, like I said, I was talking just the last couple of days with Debbie G and I'm going to start doing, um, some, uh, some advertising with what she's doing there. And it all felt good as I'm talking to her. I mean, I was, I was checking out, okay, how do I feel about this? How do I feel about that? How do I feel about how, what she's saying? It was all feeling good. So I felt empowered to say, yeah, okay, this is worth investing. This, this feels like it's going to work out. But how many times have I been pursuing an action or considering an action? And it really didn't feel great, but it was the best one I could think of to do at that time. <laughs> and then I followed through to do it and it didn't, it, it just flat, you know, flatlined. It just didn't work out at all. I was like, Oh, geez, why did I do that one? All because I didn't pay attention to how I felt. That to me is is where the ease mm. aspect comes in. It isn't so much am I working myself to death. It's how am I feeling about it. If I'm not mm-hmm. feeling good about it, I, I'm learning. I'm learning the hard way. Don't do the action if it doesn't feel good to you before you do it. And I don't know. Maybe it takes some people like me a little bit longer. But I mean, <laughs> do you look at it from the feeling aspect when you're looking at stuff, Daniel, or is that is it so automatic you don't even think about it anymore? sometimes it depends on the emotional charge around it Mm. so for me anything to do with other humans yes i have to (laughs) 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 humans involved must be conscious um nine out of ten times if it's finance related or health related no Mm. people i i do find that it's generally expedient for me to bring a little consciousness to (laughs) to keep my feet on the floor and not in my mouth or my mouth yes. up here and not on the floor meeting my foot. Um, that, that's <laughs> it's so, bad enough when you have to eat your own foot, but when it's on the floor at the same time, that's even oh, worse. Yeah. Oh, that's it's worse. Just, yeah. Yeah. At least do it after the shower, mate. After the that's shower. right. <laughs> so, well, okay, that's interesting that you, because uh, I, I mean, I'm interpreting, you tell me if I'm wrong, I'm interpreting that what that really means is a lot of the time you have it you have the connection down so good you don't have to think about it but when you're dealing with something that has variables like like you said like dealing with a human being you have to kind of stop and remind yourself okay you know be aware of what's going on here it's not something that i can just rely on what i've always felt was good that has always worked out for me because i'm dealing with another human being Mm -hmm. Um, there's a variable in there that uh, i can't ignore but it sounds Mm -hmm. to me like you've got a lot of it pretty much on on automatic pilot which is that's a good way to go when you can get it there but but Captain Wall, like I've been at this a very very long time. This oh is yeah, a, I didn't yeah. I didn't do my ayahuasca ceremony last year, come to enlightenment, and then show up today. Some ascended <laughs> master shaman, right? <laughs> I still eat meat, you know. Of course, I'm not a shaman. <laughs> <laughs> um, Forty seven minutes before we we had anything even closely related to. <laughs> That was easy. Um, but yeah, like I started this journey when I was 16 years old and I've been through the ringers. I've been through the ringers. Like this didn't, this, this wasn't like, oh, I had rainbows and fairies and light and angels touched me and I was transformed. I went to go see John of God. He gave me a magic crystal and now I poop rainbows. That's not what happened. Did you say it's not, yeah, that's not what happened. That's it's not 
that's not the way that it went. <laughs> that's not the way the and cookie crumbled that day. No, the cookie didn't even crumble sometimes. I was trying to bite it and I broke my tooth, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, so this auto has been a couple decades of consistently getting it sideways, readjusting and building a relationship with Bob and Dave where I'm delivering packages on a consistent basis. And I don't always get it right. I don't always get it right. You know, there were times. That's an important point. Mm. And, and I do a lot of, you know, I invest a lot in making sure that I've got people around me that, that support and, and, and hold me up so that I can get it right a little bit more consistently. But I recognize that I'm, I'm not going to get it all right. Otherwise, I would have ascended to the ethers like a good video. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is not, this, this is not what it is mm-hmm. for me anyway. It, it's a very important point because I do think that when we're in, when we're not in that strong confidence state where we're attracting whatever it is that we're trying to attract money or mm-hmm. career or health or, you know, personal relationships or whatever it is, when we're not in that, that really good state, we see those people who are successful as if, as if they were always successful. Mm-hmm. And you, what you're reminding us of, yeah, we're, we're human beings. We, you know, we, we get it right. Sometimes we get it wrong. Sometimes it just, you know, it doesn't work out. At, Anywhere near what we thought it was going to work out to. Do you know what was really interesting? I, I did a podcast with this really cool woman called April Garcia. She's got a really cool podcast uh, called Pivot Me. And um, she was like, the, the, the statistics are that the average millionaire has lost everything three or four times. And, really? and most have lost it at least twice. There are very few. The outliers have never had a big loss. Mm-hmm. Most of them have at least twice burnt out. Interesting. Wow. That's a fun fact. What do you think that that actually accomplished, though? I mean, I, I, I get the sense of where that comes from. I mean, it, it comes mm-hmm. from the idea of you, you you know the contrast really deeply, and so you just kind of skyrocket out of that bad contrast situation. But where do you think it comes from to have the, re- the repetitive experience lead to it much more frequently being a success? You know what? I'm I'm actually sitting with this myself right now because I'm looking at this whole concept because I'm working on the next book um, ah. right now, um, which incidentally is going to be called Stop Meditating. We've decided on the title. Nice. <laughs> I like right. it. Yeah, yeah we're, we're working on that now. Um, and just really going deeper into this part of my, my, my journey and the whole thing of, is it allowed to be easy? Especially, you know, stuff, you know, that the stream shares with us and some Mm -hmm. other really expensive ideas I've had over the past couple of years since writing Stepping Beyond Intention. It's just, does the pain actually make it easier, although it's more painful, right? It's a great question. Does it make it easier? Um, Does does the pressure of being under Mm -hmm. the gosh does that actually expand our ability to step into something? Because I mean, I look at my mm. life and I look at, you know, I'm studying the lives of other people right now who have, have, have gone where I'm seeking to go. And every single one of them has hit some bloody Dubri what's it stuff. Whether it was earlier on in their journey, at the end of the journey, Michael Singer, good old JC, Dr. Joe Dispenza was nearly died. And had to bring yeah. back a friend of mine, Scott. Scott Sunderland, great, great guy. Again, same thing. 
coming back from near death and rebuilding physically. People that have been distraught and broken down mentally or emotionally, and they bounce back. So my thing is, you know, the question I'm really looking to explore for myself is, is it that we think that you have to go through that in order to get somewhere? Because the people that got somewhere actually made it through that because mm. a number of them didn't. Or is it that the people that make it through without that don't really have time to say anything to us because they're too busy enjoying uh, rainbow flavored um, kale salads? Like, well, I don't <laughs> I'd love to, I'd love to, and I, I'm really exploring that. But honestly, for, for me, I'm grateful for it now. And that's been a big part of the, this, this part of my journey. Like being able to look back with gratitude. I'm so glad that it all went wrong. Would have been nice if it wasn't so painful and long and painful, but I'm glad because I get to live the life I live now. And, th and that is the theme that has popped up over and over again, since, at least here on the show, since back when Joel Elston was my one and only regular co-host. And we talked about it a lot. He would bring up lots of examples from his practice, from people he knew in his life, from his own experience. Um, but the question that still comes up in my mind is why more than once? Because that's what those statistics that uh, your podcast friend, the, the pivot person, um, mm -hmm. was talking about. It isn't just crashing and burning once. It's crashing and burning multiple times. And mm -hmm. according to her data, that was the more consistent way that somebody became a millionaire, crashing more than one time. Why mm -hmm. more than one? That's what I keep asking myself. Maybe because as humans, we're, we're just a bit silly and don't learn the first time. <laughs> you didn't get the lesson the first time, so we're going to give it to you the second time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, really? Really? <laughs> That's what's going on here, honestly. So, um, I mean, I, 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 I personally just want to, just want to say that I don't feel that you have to go through pain. But as the stream shares and, and, and encourages us to remember, contrast is a part of the price to pay to be in physical reality. Yeah. And when we look at when we look at the idea of suffering actually just being our perspective on what we've gone through and the whole idea of zooming out and seeing everything as just a weekend getaway, who the fudge cares how many times you crashed and burned? Like what did you learn from it? What did you get from it? And are you enjoying mm -hmm. the ride? Right. Yeah, you're right. Ultimately, it doesn't really make any difference. I, I just ask because I'm curious about crazy stuff like that. And I do a podcast <laughs> so I can talk about all that crazy stuff. <laughs> this is my joy. All right, mate, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> now you got Bob and Dave in my head. All right, this is good. Uh, we all have a Bob and Dave. There, there are a couple cool cats. They yeah, are, they are. Uh, we only have a few minutes left. I want to make sure I get a few promos in there. First and foremost, of course, it's the Yellow Way Today app. Make sure you download it. Use it to send in questions and comments. We want to be including you in part of the conversation. And now that we are live streaming to more and more places simultaneously, each show, take advantage. If you have time while we're doing this, we do it at 4 p.m. New York time, uh, Monday through Friday. If you have that time frame available, jump in and uh, participate in the live stream, too because we're in a lot of different places for that. Something I haven't been doing in months and months, I'm starting to do again, is I, I, I have kind of gotten into a lazy space. For the longest time, I was urging people to become subscribers of the podcast, and then I stopped doing that once the app came out, and I realized, you know, we're, we're reaching out to more and more new audiences now. There are going to be people who are tuning in who haven't subscribed yet. So 
I got to start getting back on the subscribe bandwagon again. So, so here we go. You know, if you're not yet a subscriber, in addition to getting the app, take advantage of the fact we're on all the major platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on Google um, Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. Um, we're on iHeartRadio. Whatever one that you like to use, if you're a regular podcast listener, find us and, and subscribe and listen. Um, that's that's what our friend from Scandinavia did. She subscribed. She started basically just binging while she painted the kids' rooms. In the course of doing that, she lost a bunch of weight, and she got a new job, got a new boyfriend, and turned her life around. Well, she, heck, she can do it. You can do it, too, and just do it having fun listening to us be fools here on the show. We have a great time doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, if you are somebody who is so inclined to be visual, you want to watch the recordings, that's why we're on YouTube, among other things, and that's where Alex comes in to do her amazing routine about how you tune in to watch us on YouTube. Well, you go to YouTube, you search LOA Today podcast videos, and once you see our smiling faces, click down below to the red subscribe button. Next to the red subscribe button, there's a little silver bell. Make sure you click that silver bell so you will always be notified when we are live. Vegans are also welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the way that I love the way that, that while well, last week Dan was a little bit unnerved by the fact that we can now see him while he's mimicking you this time. He was just, <laughs> he was going with the flow. It's good. You know, so the evolution here is something I like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting used to it. Well, now I got to switch sides because my camera's backwards. So it's subscribe, subscribe and click the bell. Well, that, that just takes practice. Yeah. So you've been away. You, you've been dealing with medical issues. That was much more important stuff. Well, no, the Did whole you... three years I've been on here, it's been this way, and then I got a new camera, so now it's this way. <laughs> ah, all right. Well, or I could just okay. click the mirror feature off. However, I do that. That's probably the least. Or I can put it that. on. Yes. Well, the opposite of whatever it is right now is really whatever, what you're looking for. Whatever it's on, click it. Yeah. The other way. <laughs> doesn't doesn't matter either one. Well, just change it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we got Debbie G coming in tomorrow, and uh, actually, I think tomorrow we're going to start shifting over to using her version of StreamYard, which means that's where we're going to start tapping tapping into spirituality gone wild, and it's also going to mean we're going to tap into more and more um, other places that we're live streaming to. So I'm looking forward to getting more questions coming that way. That's going to be fun. We, we, we have our regulars who have been feeding us questions, but I think it's going to be cool when we get more and more live streamers who are participating. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. But thank you, guys. And, and, and Alex, this is two weeks in a row. I'm glad that you were able to make it for two weeks in a row. That's really great. I hope this is the beginning of a new pattern. Yeah. Where, one where, where you're not basically an invalid. We don't, we don't like that version of Alex. We like the yeah. version of Alex that's here smiling and laughing. You wouldn't have wanted to see me. I had jaundice. It was bad. It was, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I could have made it. I would, I had great Wi-Fi in my hospital room, but I was just like, <laughs> hmm. Take some time to take a day off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was probably best. Well, fortunately, yeah. it looked like you're coming out the other side, so that's really good. Yeah. And Daniel, as usual, you you were more danified today than than we've actually been in a long time. And thank you for doing that. That was really good. So thank you for guiding through all that. Thank you also to our podcast sisters. Without you, we would not have a podcast. We appreciate every single one of you, and we will see you all next time here on Hello Today. Goodbye. Everybody.